Mm -hmm. Like you set boundaries with friends because you don't want the friendship to end. Welcome back to another episode of Hello and Goodbye. I'm Liana. I'm Jared. Just a great day today. Yeah? Yeah! I struggle with mental health every now and then, but today mm -hmm. I have felt rejuvenated and excited and happy, and that's always a good feeling. Oh, that's so wonderful. Also, you know that you live in Southern California when it's November... What is today? Like the, the 14th, 14th. And it was 90 degrees. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm like, you and I, I'm like wishing it was like more fall weather. Oh, no, same. Yeah. I want fall weather. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, and that's so cool to hear that because I feel like I got some good sleep this weekend and was feeling like rested because, especially because like this is the time of year where the days are shorter, it gets dark. Like I know. people's like se always, seasonal affective uh, starts kicking in. You yeah, know? I, I, it really affects me like a lot. Yeah. It always had has ever since I was a kid. Yeah. So I dread it. Yeah, me too. I get excited when we pass. 100%. What is it like December 20, 22nd is when they start getting longer again. 21st is the uh, solstice. I thought it's like after Christmas when it starts to get longer. Mm, I don't know. Maybe we'll cut this conversation out. People are yelling into their <laughs> devices right now. Um, okay. Okay. So, we have a solo episode for you today. Just me and Jared. We've actually had a few requests throughout our podcasting time um, to do an episode about friendship, which makes sense since we're friends and we have friends. Yeah, friend. And you guys are friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we're going to jump into that, but a few housekeeping things. So, one... We've got this review contest going on, okay? Oh, yeah. If you have not yet submitted a review, take some time, head over to Apple Podcasts, write us a review. We're going to pick a winner. I might extend the date to January 1st. Okay. Yeah, then, gonna... then we know the days are getting longer. <laughs> so anyway, you have till January 1st, but just put it in now. You know, head over there. Give us the five-star rating. Um, we'd really appreciate it. Share it with your friend, too. Mm -hmm. And then we have a Patreon. Um, and you can become a Patreoni. Oh, my friend Sarah said Patreoni in a conversation. No, yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Because she, she mentioned something about the show and how she listens. And then she was like, oh, and I know there was something else you shared, but I haven't listened to it because I'm not a Patreoni. <laughs> And I was like, that's amazing. It made me laugh out loud because I had forgotten all about it. So if you want to become a Patreoni. <laughs> An official hello and goodbye Patreoni. And you want extra content, including the hand drop tutorial, including some bonus episodes, some bonus content, um, go to www.patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. Yeah. It's three bucks it's a month. It's three bucks a month. Supports yeah. the show. Totally. Yep. And then we have some sponsors and I'm just going to very quickly go through all three of them because... Christmas is coming. Yes. And now is the time to order all of your gifts and your stocking stuffers. And what better for stocking stuffers than vaginal care products? Absolutely. From our sponsor, VFresh. Mm -hmm. You can get boric acid suppositories, urinary tract healthy function. Uh, uh, like supplements. Thank you. Yep. <clears throat> you can get um, 
pre and post sex wipes. For, Which everybody needs. To balance needs. your yeah. pH, everybody sure. needs. There's lube now. There's a wash. You're going to go to www.vfresh.com, so mm -hmm. V-E-E, -E, and use code HELLO2021 to get 10% off, and then you're just going to stuff those in your your for friends that, yeah. or your girlfriends or maybe even your mom. For that, for that special person in your life who has a vagina. <laughs> Okay, so then... You're like, Mom, I love you. And I care about your vaginal health. Merry Christmas, you're welcome. You guys, can you please actually do this and videotape and send to us? Um, and then we have Ioba Toys. Yep. This is also for you. Uh, you can also get that for your mom. <laughs> they sell sex toys made for women by women um you go to iobatoys.com and the code i believe is hello and goodbye mm -hmm. for 30 percent off oh yeah That's with ioba one. toys and then we haven't talked Wait, about can you can you spell ioba for the yeah, people ioba just I -O -B -A. like it sounds yes okay and then we haven't talked about tushy in a long time yeah but if you want a clean butthole or you have a friend or a spouse, <laughs> yeah, and you know that their butthole needs to be cleaner, mm -hmm. then you're gonna go to tushy.com slash hello and goodbye. Yeah, so use the URL, because there's that's like instead of doing a promo code or whatever, but yeah, Tushy has a variety of products, and everyone has a butthole, so, <laughs> so you know. So clean yours with Tushy's bidet. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And have so, you seen, by the way, have you seen those like, it's like on like TikTok or Instagram reel, reels where it's like, there he is. There's the guy who doesn't spread his butt cheeks apart in the shower. Ew, have you seen that? No. It's like it's like women like like play it with their boyfriends in the background, and it's just like this. It's this really oh, funny thing. Oh 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 oh! That's so funny. I'll have to look that up. Um. Yeah. So anyway, all of the links to all those sponsors are right on our website. Yes, Debbie, and on our link tree. And our link tree on Instagram. Yep. So if you're going to access them on the website, you're going to go to www.helloandgoodbyepodcast.com. And officially, again, Hello and Goodbye is servicing all your holes. Yes. For, right? For, for, servicing all your holes and those of your friends and loved ones. Just in time for the ones, holiday season. For the holiday seasons. Yep. There's okay. got to be some sort of like ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, hole. <laughs> This is, a, this is a mess. I love it. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who have fast-forwarded through that section, you're really missing out. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think that's it for housekeeping. Yeah. But you had something you want to talk about. Well, okay. So I have a question for you because I've sort of like started doing something inadvertently and I don't know how I feel about it. Okay. Have you heard of this thing that has become like a, a thing that dudes do? for like called no nut november have you heard of this yes where they don't masturbate for the entire month yes okay okay so here's the thing are you doing that well i kind of how backed up are you right now <laughs> <laughs> well it's kind of an interesting thing because like also from like uh like in the meditation teaching and stuff like that like so part of the meditation teaching is like 
you know, part of what makes human suffering is like desire. And we're going to have like desires like every minute of like, oh, I want a snack. I want this. I want that. Like, and to learn like not how to like feed into that. Because the more you feed it, like the more desire builds and stuff like that. Sure. I don't know. So, so I'm not like, and this like no, not November thing is one of these things where I think it started out as a, like a virtuous thing of like, you know, like, I think there's a lot of guys, particularly like in the internet porn era that like develop like a unhealthy, like compulsive relationship with masturbating in porn and of stuff course, like that. Of course, yeah. No, I've encountered many of those guys. <laughs> but then like all good things, I think it got like sort of co-opted by a bunch of like shitty like men's rights. You know, there's a whole... There's a whole weird thing. I think like the Proud Boys have some weird like no masturbating thing or what? whatever. Yeah, there's like a there's weird overlaps between like so like incel is like you know that term that's like involuntary celibate. It's like anyway, there's one of these like ugly involuntary men's celibate. Oh, like making fun of men that can't get laid. No, like men identify as that. Like so like there and there's been like men who were like mass shooters and stuff who like call themselves this is getting way too dark wow yeah let's let's lighten it back up <laughs> i don't know how to get out <laughs> okay so anyway so you're well you're so doing this. so i was just kind of like i'm not even realizing it was november and sort of i was like huh like because also like russell brand who i listen to like talks about how he like had to like stop like using porn completely and like whatever yeah. and like that's been part of like his practice for like his marriage and stuff like that and whatever and so i'm like huh maybe i'm gonna like see what it's like to cut that part out of my life okay so do you mean like cut as in like porn or masturbation both <laughs> so so let me say this I think, like, you're not the only person that I've talked to that has this... I know, I, but I'm, like, feeling like it's coming off really weird. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so first of all, I, we haven't really talked a lot about porn on the show. Well, you have, like, strong views on this. I have very strong views on porn. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not a huge porn fan. I, I really would love to be with a partner that doesn't watch porn. Mm -hmm. If we were to watch porn, I would want to watch it together. Mm -hmm. But I I would want to be very picky about what type of porn it is. I, I struggle because, you know, the power struggle with men and women that is continuing to be played out in porn. Mm -hmm. And then it's just reiterated by men continuing to watch mm -hmm. it all the time. Not saying that women don't watch porn. Yeah, actually, interestingly, I talked to, like, a female friend of mine, like, fairly recently, who, like, is, like, has a lot of ambivalence about the amount of porn that she watches. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, like, that's, you know, and, like, I, you know, that, like, you know, so it's not just a exclusively male thing, but obviously... You know, ninety some percent of porn is made for men and consumed by men. And, well, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. is that it is made for men, mm -hmm. and it's and so then what it does is it takes away from any it it take it can take away from experiences with that man that watches all that porn mm -hmm. to actually a real life woman. Yeah. Well, and there's um. And there's like a lot of good stuff on this. Like there's a, a really good TED talk. I think it's called Make Love Not Porn. And it's this woman who's kind of an activist in this space who like, you know, and there is some research about 
like teaching particularly like young men like unhealthy expectations of what sex is and like what you're supposed to do with a partner and like you know it's like so like male centric and not about yeah. like the other person's pleasure and whatever mm-hmm. so anyway i am i'm like trying that out and i i can't i'm like feeling really ambivalent about sharing this on the podcast but i think it's cool that you're sharing it it's like a little well i wish i've done it in the past like a little like sort of celibacy i mean i talk about kick. like Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, I talk about my vagina all the time. You can talk about not nutting. <laughs> I feel like, though, like, am I just becoming a monk? I'm, like, like, I'm like <laughs> taking everything out of my life. Well, I think it's, it's definitely an interesting... Uh, I don't want to say phase, because I don't know that you're necessarily in a phase, but it is an interesting journey that you're on, that you are... You are taking away a lot of, like, quote-unquote, things that bring pleasure. But I think that's okay. Yeah, and also, like, things that you would call, like, vices, maybe. Totally. And, like... Yeah. And it it just feels like I'm, like, simplifying. Sure. But I don't know. Just don't get too weird on me. I'm trying. (laughs) I don't know if I can make any promises. Well, I think our listeners are going to want weekly updates on this. Okay. So we'll try and... We should make a bet. Okay, what's the bet? Okay, the bet is if you hold out, uh huh, then I'll hold. No, no, that's that's never happening. (laughs) Anyway, well, and also, like, what does that do for me? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, well, okay, but here's what's interesting. I feel like if I like meet someone, you gotta. Well, yeah. Well, according to we recorded with. Greg Barrett today. Yeah. And he has a 30-day rule. Well, that's if I meet someone that I like. I'm like, oh, this is a real long-term prospect. But you're not into casual sex anyway. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's true. It has been a while for you. I know. It's been a long time. It's been a really long time. Yeah. It's How many months has it been now? It's been an even longer time since I've had, like, good sex. Honestly, same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I think the last time I had sex was August, and it was okay. When was the last time I... I guess I fooled around with a couple people, like, in the summer. Yeah. But I didn't have you sex. You didn't have... I think it was your last relationship. Which might have been, like, in February? March. Yeah, February, March. Yeah. Wow. You're coming up on a year. Wow, look at that. And now you're doing a no-nut November? (laughs) (laughs) Well, weirdly, the other thing I was going to say is like, oh, I'm like, I I think I'm like, I'm I'm actually like sort of feeling like I'm getting to a place where I'm like wanting, like maybe wanting to date again. Maybe maybe this is related to the fact that I'm not jerking off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would be interesting is in December if you start jerking off again. To see if that goes back away. <laughs> uh, by the well, way, well, no, but, but it's okay. But but I don't think it will because one of the things too is it's just kind of like coming home from work and like wanting someone to talk to. Sure. I feel like I sound like the weirdest. Person <laughs> in the world. You know, it's funny. My the guy that ghosted me, he actually had a, an interesting take on this. He was like, men should 
always masturbate before they go on date. And he said, and then when they're like done and they go home, they should always masturbate before they send another text. He's like, you could really avoid a lot of like issues. I mean, I will say that's true. Like there's been, especially with like when alcohol gets involved. Yes. There's been a lot of times where I'm like, I know kind of pretty immediately with a date that there's not like a long-term future. And then you have a couple of drinks, you have some laughs. And then there's the attraction. And you're attracted and then you start like talking yourself into it. Yeah. So, so, so it isn't like this sleazy like, oh, I don't like her, but I'm going to like pretend or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, boy, oh, this is fun. And then like, well, you know, and then... And then you just kind of talk yourself yeah. into it and go down that road. And then later on, you're like, I wish I hadn't gone down that road. Totally. Yeah. But there are some people, like this guy that was recent, that um, I'm still a little bummed about. But um, when we sexted, it was multiple orgasms on, like, both sides. Wow. So sometimes, sometimes it doesn't always help. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So. So what's new in your life? Well, I am still masturbating. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think, you know, we recorded just a few days ago, really, about kind of what had happened with that guy. Yep. Um, and yeah, I'm like still feeling bummed about it. But I, I feel like I, you know, I had kind of like a couple days where I maybe reached out and just to say hi. And, and then I, I was good about it ending like the conversation mm -hmm. going without trying to keep it going or mm -hmm. needing him to like try and keep it going. I just knew, I just knew it's not going to. And I think, I think I'm at the place now where I feel comfortable and confident enough to not reach out anymore. Um, and I think you're right. You know, you and I kind of talked about it that, you know, ultimately he made the decision that he needed time. Mm -hmm. And I have to make the decision that if he doesn't want to be in my life at this time, or he doesn't want me to be in his life at this time, then I, I can't give little bits. Yeah. Like I can't give little pieces. Um, and I think my thinking is, well, if I just give little pieces, he won't forget. Mm -hmm. Like he won't forget about me. But ultimately, like I have to know my self-worth enough to... I, to give little pieces of me or lots of, lot of pieces of me to people who want me in their life. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Like if someone has said like, hey, I want space, then like they don't get to have the benefits of Correct. you being in their life. Right. Yeah. And that's not like out of a bitterness no, not or at trying all. to punish them, but just like, okay, great. I'm going to put my energies where like... I'm I'm getting things reciprocated, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, and I, I'm still, you know, I, I mentioned this a little bit ago, but I'm still dealing with some health stuff. I'm just trying to figure it out. Got this thyroid thing, you know, hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's and I have this weird thing where I'll just feel achy all day long. It'll hit randomly. I don't know when it hits. And mm. um, I just am tired all the time. And it's just, it sucks to feel shitty all the time. Yeah. And so I think I might have to do some really strict uh, type of kind of cutting out foods and yeah. seeing what works. A little trial and error. Yep. And I think I might have to cut out alcohol for a little bit because I think the alcohol is definitely adding to inflammation and sugar and all of that. So 
Yeah, I, I heard somewhere recently that alcohol also like fucks with your gut bacteria too. Yeah, I, I don't really have issues with that, but okay. but I'm sure it does. I mean, yeah, alcohol yeah. will kind of fuck with everything. I I mean, I'm not anti-alcohol. I don't identify as someone having an alcohol problem. I never mm -hmm. have. Um, I think I like having a nice glass of wine. I like going out with friends. But I do notice that I feel shitty the next day. Mm -hmm. And that's what I don't want. Yeah, it's interesting for me. So I'm not anti-alcohol for other people i don't identify as a sober person and like even in the past week there's been two times in the past like nine days that i've gone out and had a had like two drinks with people and then ended up like like well one time i ended up like having a few more drinks than a couple and whatever and it just to me like the biggest takeaway is like it's just not worth it for me of like because feeling shitty physically, and then I feel like emotionally I'm out yeah, of whack for like totally. two or three days, you yeah. know? So. Yeah. But anyways, if you want to join like monk life, you know, <laughs> let's Well, do I, I might go, you know, I might try like 30 days and see how yeah. I feel. I mean, I've gone, the thing is, is like I've gone without alcohol before. I was on this medication I had to, when I was having um, infections, vaginal infections, I was on this medication that the doctors put me on for six weeks mm -hmm. where I couldn't have a drop of alcohol. Um, and so I've gone, was it six weeks or six months? It wasn't six it months. It wasn't six months. It was yeah. six weeks. But so I went that whole time and then I realized like my skin looked better. <laughs> like I felt better. But then, you know, it's it's fun to have a drink. So, um, so yeah, I don't know that I would always have to be no alcohol, but mm. I, I might need to be a little bit more careful and or just track as it's going. Like yeah. tra I need to do, I need to track my what I eat. Yeah. And just track it, see when I start feeling bad, what did I eat, and then that I started feeling bad. And I actually, you know, it's interesting. So the episode that we did, uh, Goodbye For Now, mm -hmm. that what that guy did was so soul-crushing. That's kind of when it started, was yeah. just a couple weeks after that. And every time I start to think about like something that's related to guy trauma or guy mm. emotions or just kind of all of that. I feel it more. So I wonder if part of it is like it's stuck in my body. Yeah. I mean, trauma lives in the body and that body mind connection is like huge. Yeah. So maybe I should look into some EDMR. I don't know. Oh yeah. Or e EMDR. Yes. Yeah. EMDR. Okay, and just okay. like processing it in therapy. Yeah, Jeff. Oh my gosh, that's the biggest thing. I was just thinking that. Yeah, you have to talk about this. Yeah. So, um, I broke up with my therapist. Congratulations. Thank so you. So tell us about how it went. How does it? How did it feel going into it? How does it feel now? Yeah. Well, so you guys didn't know that I I have been I've been seeing my therapist for seven years, and right after my divorce, I saw her every week for two years. Mm-hmm. And she helped me through so much. And I'm yeah. so grateful for her. Um, teaser, my story part three is coming. This we've, is so exciting. We've decided to uh, have it be our first after or first episode of the new year. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway... Um, that, so that'll make sense of what I'm talking about and, and how she helped me. But over the years, you know, I went from someone who 
was very Christian, um, or I identified as Christian and I was ended up being kind of went from conservative to kind of moderate. And then through the years I've become so much more liberal and, um, more open-minded to like things that aren't of quote unquote, the Christian church. Mm -hmm. And I have realized that for about a year, maybe a little bit more, actually, ever since we started the podcast, really, I think that's really started. I um, I don't tell her everything anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I hide, I don't hide things, but I don't feel comfortable saying things. Mm-hmm. There were some things that she had said that I felt judgment for. Um, and I realized that there were some core values that were different now. Mm-hmm. In how she felt about things like the vaccination, um, mm. the governor of California, like oh, th- things no. things that like would slip. Yeah. They were kind of slipped out. And when I would be talking about something, I was very passionate about it. I could tell in her face that she didn't agree. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just realized I can't, if I'm going to pay this money, and I want to do the work. I can't do the work with someone that I don't feel fully comfortable to be myself with. Yes. And and also, I mean, this is not just a therapist who happens to be Christian, right? This is a like like evangelical, like like that type of Christian. And like, you know, she was that you sought her out for being that type of therapist Correct. when that was your belief system. Yes. Right. And so that's very much part of her approach and practice. Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't categorize her like fully evangelical, like mm-hmm. all those beliefs are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise I wouldn't have been with her for years. Yeah, sure. But, but now I've gotten so much more on the other side that, you mm-hmm. know, there are those differences. And so I talked to Jared and I had thought about this. I've been wanting to do it for a few months now. Um, and I made an appointment. I thought about just ghosting or writing an email. Mm-hmm. But I decided to make an appointment. And I went in. And, you know, she wanted to know what was going on, you know, where we left off. And I kind of filled her in. And then I said, you know, I would really like to talk about us. And um, I just said what I basically said to you guys of I'm feeling like I'm not being honest with you. I have felt judged. Um and I feel like we're at different places now and mm-hmm. our values don't align. And she said, well, that's okay that our values don't align. And I said, well, it matters to me. And, um, and she was extremely receptive. You know, she had her work face on mm-hmm. and, and was very like, I totally understand. I really appreciate you coming in and getting closure and talking to me. She was like, we get to a point as therapists where we want you to move on. Like, mm-hmm. we want you to not have to need us. And um, she says, have you thought of who you're going to go to? And I was like, well, I there's someone I'm going to reach out to, you know, um, but I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. And she said, basically, like, well, you know how much I care about you. And I obviously would love to always, you know, if you want to reach out an email, let me know how you're doing. I always would want to want to see that email. That's nice. So... Um, and then we ended with a, we reminisced a little bit, mm-hmm. like went back to kind of like how much I had grown and changed. And, um, and then we had a nice long hug and then that was it. Wow. And then I contacted, got in my car, sent an email to the new therapist and got an appointment coming up this week. 
Hey, look at you. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll stick with this person. I'm going to try and be, I'm going to be picky. Yes. Because this, pers this person is more expensive. Um, but what I, what I want is I want to do more of the work around my anxiousness in relationships. And we got stuck there. Mm. You know, my therapist didn't quite know how to, we got somewhere, but it wasn't deep. It wasn't enough to like really figure out the why yeah. when I get into the relationship, what triggers, what changes and why it's so sudden and how I can manage it better. Because, mm -hmm. you know, my last therapist wasn't able to, the dating coaches I've had, it hasn't worked yet. Yeah. And it's something I really want to just keep working on. And, you know, maybe someday I just will figure it out and maybe it'll take me a few more years. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's cool because I think you are at a place where you're like ready to really do some like really deep work. Yeah. And obviously like a dating coach, you know, is not, you know, like cut out for that. And, um, and you can't do that with a therapist that you don't feel a lot of like trust mm -hmm. with. Correct. And that sort of has has that as a sort of specialty or their like modality right yeah um my friend evan used to say um that like when you run out of things to talk about in therapy like that's when therapy actually begins like when you get past the like oh this thing happened the mm -hmm. other day and i'm so annoyed you know yeah. it's well, like that's what i don't want anymore yes. and that's what it turned into and i'm like why am i paying 150 dollars to go sit down and tell her how my week was Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want that anymore. But we just kept getting stuck there. Yeah. It's like you want to go in, like you're ready to like do like deep mental and yes. emotional surgery. Correct. Like let's get in there. Yes. Let's find out what's going on. Yeah. So yeah. if you guys want to support my new therapy, <laughs> <laughs> head over to the Patreon. <laughs> no, anyway, so I'm excited. I think that's exciting. And I just, I, I, I tell people all the time, like shop for therapists, like, look for sort of specialties if like it's trauma if it's emdr if it's whatever and then have like written down like and bring in with you like here are the things in my life i want to work on like you know and i i always say to people like phrase it as like here is how i want my life to be better mm. you know and also say like this is what i want from a therapist and this is what i don't want from a therapist mm, i like that yeah so when i went in and started with my therapist now like you know i was like you know i want to work on like a lot of stuff around relationships and i was like i know a lot of it is related to like my past and my childhood and and i and i said flat out i was like i don't w need a lot of like oh that must have been very hard for you and like sort of like empathy stuff i'm like i want someone who will like challenge me mm -hmm. and like push me and like call me on my bullshit and like you know because i knew like that that would work better for me and i like met with and it's like you can always like reach out to therapists and say hey i'm looking for someone are you taking new clients um i'd like to schedule like an hour consult either like in person or call or virtual or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you just do the consult and then see who's a fit and then go with that person. Yeah. Shop. Um, yes. Shop, shop, shop. Totally. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for you. Thanks, friend. Yeah. Um, okay. Should we get started? Yeah. Let's talk about friendship. Okay. So we have some listener questions about friendship that we want to answer. I think they're really, really great questions. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So the first one is how, how do you make new friends when you're like past like the friend making stage yeah when you're like past college and into like more into your career and like you know some of your i think this happens in your like into your like 
20s and early 30s where people like move away and stuff like that and you don't like just have the same crew to hang out with. Yeah. And I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think so for me what I have done is I I'm a I say yes to a lot of things. So mm. like my best friend Michelle, she has her best guy friend lives down in Palm Springs and they had a fourth of July party and she invited me. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go. And you came to that too. Yeah. And actually I think that's a huge one because you and I are both extroverts. But I think even for people that are more introverted, like sometimes you're like, oh, I'm not going to know anyone. This is going to be awkward. Like just do it anyway. For sure. And, and I, you know, if you drank like a couple drinks might help you feel a little <laughs> bit yeah. looser. But um, anyway, I, I went to that party and then met Colin Joe, who are like two of my closest friends now. Yeah. You know, and, and all it was, was me or them just talking about life. And then maybe the conversation got a little deeper and then you talk about food and, and you, you know, lay in the sun or splash in the pool or yeah. whatever it is. And then just make sure that you get each other's contact information. Yeah. You know, if there's like a mutual like liking, I always say, Hey, are you on Instagram? Because that's like so much less formal. Then like, can I have your number? Can I have something? your number? Yeah. 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 Well, and I, I think there's two things you said there that are really good. One is like kind of getting past the small talk. So if you're like worried about like things being awkward or whatever, like ask people questions about themselves, like, and, and don't be afraid to like share a little bit more about yourself. Like that's how kind of connections get made and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know? And then the second thing is, yeah, like, don't be afraid to be like, hey, like we should hang out or yeah. hey, let's get each other's Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah, there's no rules to this. Like you don't have to wait for like the new friend to contact you. Kind yeah. of like how there's like, you know, the dating, like wait for the guy or whatever. Yeah. Like there's no rules to this. Well, and and it takes, it takes intentionality and effort. Yes. You know, so like you have to like intentionally, even though it might be like, you might feel a little weird about it, be like, hey, are you on Instagram? Or hey, like... Let's hang out sometime. Yeah. Right. I think something you and I both do really well as well is we find ways to insert ourselves into activities where there are going to be people around. Yes. So like I'm in a billiards lake and yep. I wouldn't say I have really close friends with, I'm close friends with anybody in the billiards lake, but I have friends and I see those friends once a week. Yeah. Well, and, and that's something that I do too. Like part of my answer to this question is like, find like routines with people and find like the things that you like to do and the ways like, you know, cause when I was training for the triathlon, I was like, oh, I got to do all this bike training. It's hours and hours. And then I was like, I know a guy from work who's pretty cool, who rides bikes. And it took us like maybe a month before we kind of settled on, okay, we're going to ride bikes like every Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. And it worked in his schedule, it worked in mine. And we got like super close just yeah. because we would like talk for like two hours while we were on our yeah. bikes every week. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. And like, it's the same thing. Like now I've got some people that I run with and mm -hmm. you know, so. I, most of my friends are from yoga. Like yeah. if you want to make friends, join a yoga studio. Is that why all your friends are so weird? Yes. <laughs> Join a that's how I met you. Yep. How I met Michelle. True. True. How I met Megan. Like I I have so many close friends in my life that are all from yoga. I went I had lunch with one of them the other day. Um, you know, and and part of that is like I was the instructor and people were confident enough to come up to me and talk to me and I'm yeah. friendly and talk back and then friendships were formed. So 
Um, you know, I highly recommend yoga because it's a safe space. There's not like nobody's body shaming. There's no like typical like gym stuff that like yes. happens there. Um, you could even like, um, just to kind of wrap this up is if you like, you could insert yourself into a very intimate space where you're around people for a long time, like a retreat. Yeah, that's true. Like you could sign up to a retreat. I guarantee you, you'd walk away with friends there. Yeah. So long story, you know, basically just to get to the point, like you can make friends. You just have to, you know, work up the courage to put yourself out there. Yeah, and also know that it like takes a little bit more time. Like with the friends that you mentioned meeting through your friend, Michelle, like yeah. there was like a couple, there was like a yeah. month or two where it was like, oh, we're going to like message a little bit, but not hang out. And then like, and then you hung out once yep. and then it kind of clicked. From and, there. and now all of us are reciprocal and we want to spend time together and we make it happen. Boom. Next yeah. question. Okay. Next question is how do you support a friend who keeps making dating mistakes? Ooh. That's such a good question. Do you, I, I kind of want you to go first. Okay. Um, so I've had a hard time with this for myself in supporting my friends because I can be codependent mm. and I get wrapped up in the I'm what this person has right now. They need me. I need to make myself available all the time. Um, and there has have been some moments in different friendships um, where I have felt so drained yeah. And realizing, I don't know how I can keep doing this, mm -hmm. you know? And and then what happens then is maybe your love gets a little too tough or you start to, like, maybe become resentful. Yes. Um, and, you know, I think I did get in an argument with one of these people. Um, and, you know, that's not... And, and then on the other hand, I'm sure that I've had friends who are frustrated with me having the same dating problems. Um, mm -hmm. Although I think I'm the type of person, I don't reach out as much. I think I internalize a lot of it. I don't like burdening people. Mm. I'm more of the, if you need me, I'll be there for you, but I don't want to burden you yeah. kind of a thing. Um, so, so, I mean... I think you hit the big one, which is, like, good boundaries are the key to, like, not having, like, resentment grow and eventually destroy the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, you set boundaries with friends because you don't want the friendship to end because you care about the friendship. And if you keep giving and giving and giving, then eventually you'll get so frustrated or burned out that it just is going to blow up or die away. Um, I think that's a big one. We've talked about this with if your friend is like dating someone terrible, like knowing that like you don't have the power to change that, mm -hmm. you know? And so, you know, if your friend is sort of coming to you, that's a tricky thing to sort of like be supportive and also say, hey, this is what I see. I, I always tell, I talk about this with students all the time. I'm like, you know, say like, hey, especially if it feels repetitive, saying something like, hey, you know, we've talked about this a lot and I can see, see how it's still really hard and difficult and upsetting for you. And also it's hard for me to watch you go through this as your friend. And it doesn't seem like us talking is helping you. Mm -hmm. And just saying like, you know, why don't you sort of get into therapy or are there other mm -hmm. things you can do? And really like encouraging your friend to take the steps that will help them is also, but that's also part of like the setting boundaries too. Cause sometimes yeah. 
Like if your friend is like, your friend might just be venting and dumping all that shit on you and then they kind of feel better and then they can just keep doing everything that they've been doing yeah, exactly the sure. same. Yeah. Right. And so saying like saying like, hey, if, if you're not wanting to like do things differently or like get extra help, like it's really hard and frustrating for me to just kind of like hear you vent about this because I hurt for you because I care about you and just sort of say like, I'm not the person that can do that. Yeah. I, I, I have a friend who for a time of her life, she was on and off with this guy for a long time and it was the same horrible like thing that would blow it all up. Mm. And it was constant for a really long time. And I think one time I got so fed up that I just said, if you are going to continue, then I can't hear about it anymore. Yeah. Like, I just can't take it. That's a perfect example. Because, you know, you're choosing to be hurt. Like, you know exactly what's going to happen. And I I know the same for myself. I know that my friends have felt the same for me, like Leanna. Like, you know exactly what's going to happen if you go and sleep with this person, mm. you know. Um, and, and with that said, though, obviously, then I did. I w- still was like, how's it going? You know, because I care about my friends and and maybe that's a boundary that some people can set and keep. But ultimately, I knew that she needed me to be there for her in this phase of not knowing how to get out. Yeah, but you also set the boundary, and even though you would check in and talk, mm-hmm. and she would talk to you about it after you had said that, it was never the same, I bet. It, I don't think it was. It was never, like, the, like, hours and hours of, like, dumping and venting and blah, well, blah. Because when you, when you set boundaries, if the person cares about you, like, and they're a decent person, like, they'll respond to that favorably. Yeah, and I think, and I think that's where, you know, like, if they don't receive that well, like, hey, I love you. I just, this hurts me that you're hurting and I can't, if you are going to willingly go back to this person, Mm -hmm. it's been so long, you know what's going to happen. Like, I just, I can't hear about it. And if they can't accept that in a way that like is loving, then they need to take a moment and they, and they maybe do need to, go to a therapist or find another friend to talk to you about because um, ultimately like setting healthy boundaries, you're not always going to get positive um, responses. Yeah. Um, Which sort of leads into our next question. Yes. So then how do you handle conflict um, with close friends? We have some examples of this. We do have some examples. (laughs) Jared and I got in a fight last week. Didn't we? Yeah. I mean, I... It wasn't like it a fight. It doesn't feel like a fight. No, it wasn't like a fight fight. Actually, I feel like you and I have had a bigger fight before. But have I can't I? remember exactly what it was. I don't know. I have def- you and I have different ways of showing our friendship love. Mm. Mm-hmm. And my way is thoughtfulness. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're thoughtful just in different ways. Yes. You're you not- make a lot of like very like loving like gestures. Like, yes. hey, here's this thing. Or I did, you know, and like, and I'm Or I'll text you stuff. and be like, how are you? 
I, I check on you sometimes. Sometimes. But here, here's what I, here's how. Here's what I do. So I have. I love how this is the question, and we're gonna get into a fight like <laughs> while recording. <laughs> so I know that Jared is my friend. That he compartmentalizes me into podcasting friend and bachelorette friend. And sometimes we mm -hmm. hang out outside of those. But I'm not your. I don't think that you think of me first when you're gonna go do something else because we already spend a lot of time together. And we talk a lot. Yeah. And you have other friends in your life. And that's okay. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, too, like, this is something we actually haven't processed this. But, like, <laughs> something that's, I think, because my work life has been, like, really overwhelmingly busy in the past couple months. And what's interesting is, like, I don't want you to feel like that is, you know, that I, that I don't want you in my life in other ways. But it does actually feel to me sometimes like like 60 to 70% of like the entirety of free time that I even have in my life, I spend with you. Oh my God. Between the podcast and Bachelor stuff. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's like, and it's not that I don't, I love seeing you. I love spending time with you and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But it's like, oh, I need to like sort of nurture like other, you know, mm -hmm. and it just feels like I never have fucking enough time for anything, mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah, and I, I think how I see it is with our podcast, we're not like we come in and we do it and we get it done and maybe we chat a little bit, but that's not like nurturing our friendship. It's like a business. I guess that's and true. And then with Bachelorette, again, you're not coming in and we're not like sitting down and talking. Mm. You come in and we watch a show. So I think to you, it's like a quality time thing. And mm -hmm. to me, it's like a, I, how are you? Let's talk. Let's go, you know. Um, shoot the shit. Or I asked if you wanted to go to dinner. I was going to take you to dinner and you told me no. <laughs> Well, because, because every well, now and then I do want to just sit down and just talk with you and not have the business and not have oh, bachelorette. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, that does make sense. And I think, too, like the thing, yeah, I just, like, because when you were like, oh, let's go to dinner, I already had, like, this dinner for this work thing that week and this mm -hmm. other thing. And, like, I also need, like, my, like, I'm fucking drained. I don't want to speak to anyone sort of thing. And so. Well, anyway. and I think I'm a little bit more spontaneous than you. Yes. I'm very spontaneous. Like yeah. I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll I like spontaneous friends. Mm -hmm. Um I miss them actually cuz I had a couple very spontaneous friends that we would text each other be like, "Hey, you want to go grab a drink right now?" and then we'd go. Yeah. And I miss that. I don't have that in my life right yeah. now. But mm. anyway, so you and I just worked through some things. <laughs> well, and also, but I think so we had a little bit of an argument last week. Mhm. Mm and it was like, and so like I was how I normally am in an argument, which like I'm from the East Coast, like we, we get like, I have a high threshold for conflict without worrying that it's going to threaten the relationship. Mm -hmm. So like you could be like, what the fuck, Jared? You know, and I would be like, okay, you know, I wouldn't be like, you know, I wouldn't like lose my shit. Oh, that it. would affect me so much if you did that. <laughs> Right, and I get, you know, and so, like, I know I, like, raise my voice and whatever, but, like, it, it felt healthy. Like, it felt like we were both um, speaking up for ourselves and whatever, and I think we eventually did find, like, a good resolution. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think what you and I are good at 
is I think we're both solid enough to be able to be like, okay, I'm going to try and understand the other person's point of view. Yeah. That's what you and I are good at. Yes. Because we have very different point of views a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much of the time. And we're yeah. both very strong personalities. Mm-hmm. And... So, you know, when you were raising your voice and I'm like, okay, he really is passionate about this. Like, this is something that really, mm-hmm. you know, I can see that this means a lot to him. And so then I'm like, well, I can either do one of two things. Mm-hmm. I can either be a brat and mm-hmm. like storm out and be like, I don't want to do this right now. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you're being a dick. Or I can like try and listen and like figure out where it, it also like, we're gonna like we have to move through stuff like that yes as this podcast grows as this business grows we're gonna have to deal with that and us being immature about having a conversation is not Mm -hmm. gonna help yes and i think like too like i was like raising my voice not like i was like yelling at you or like to me but like we were even in no you were like fuck you yeah like even in those moments like what i was is we were like figuring out like where we agreed and Mm -hmm. then where we disagreed correct Right. Yeah. And it was sort of through like, like figuring out like the finer points of that, that we were able to like sort of see where each other was coming from and like move forward and stuff. Well, and it also, you guys are like, I don't even know if you're interested in this or not. (laughs) um, I think it it really, it stemmed from something that hurt me a while ago and that's what picked it up. And Mm -hmm. so then maybe when I said something about it, there was an inflection in my voice or maybe a tone or something that came from it. And you're like, what, what's, you know, like, why is this, why are you coming at me like this or something like that? Yeah. So, well, yeah. And it, it took me, it took us talking for me to understand like, oh, like this is about, this is partially about this other thing that happened. And then I was like, oh, I definitely understand that. And I don't mm-hmm. want you to feel that way. And yeah, yeah. Right. And same. Yeah. So, I guess you guys should fight like how we fight. <laughs> no. Well, but like, except that, con- like, so conflict is a healthy part of relationships. You can't yes. deepen a relationship if you are avoiding conflict. 100%. You know? Yeah. And and I think it's about finding ways and spaces and times to do that that you feel equipped for and and knowing how what your sort of triggers are and how you like to communicate. And, you know, if you're someone who's like, I want to get my thoughts together and like send it to you in a text first and then let's have a conversation later or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But also know that like a little bit of conflict like doesn't mean the end of the relationship. Well, and if it is the end of the relationship, then that's not a friendship you want to be in. Yeah, so who cares? I've had... um... I had I have a really really good friend that we got in a massive fight, massive, mm-hmm. and didn't speak to each other for three months. Neither one of us picked up the phone to text nothing. Yeah, and I thought that was the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she called me, and that night before she called me, I had a dream about her. Oh wow! So I called her back, and we met at a restaurant, and we had dinner. And we cried together. And we worked it out, Aww. and we we're fine. Yeah. And then I have another friendship that. It started off real fast and it was fun and exciting and she was one of my spontaneous friends and um, we took a trip together and we're in very close quarters within a you know the first few months of being friends mm-hmm. and got in a conflict had conflict and the next day I apologized I tried to bring it up um, there was no apology on her part 
it was super awkward. So I just decided to kind of give her some space. Um, and she basically just ghosted me and then reached out a little bit later and was like, Hey, would you want to grab coffee? And I was like, sure, I'll grab coffee. And so we grabbed coffee, didn't bring anything up. Oh, interesting. Um, and I was like, okay. I said, well, you know, I'll just kind of see how it goes. Tread lightly. We met up a couple other times. Um, nothing. I invited her to my birthday, um, and just didn't show up. And she said that I didn't reach out that morning to really let her know. And I was just like, you know what? Yeah. Like whatever. I can't No, This is like, I gave her so many chances. I'm sure she, I know she's a great person, but, um, that is not a friendship that I want to invest any more of my time in. Yeah. And like, also I think like friend, you know, treating friendships like sort of romantic partnerships in the way of being like hey if it's not working like you don't have to bend over backwards to try to make excuses for someone or make something work if it's not really meeting your needs and knowing that there are other and better friends out there that like you can meet exactly yeah Yeah. okay Okay. so the last question is what that kind of goes along with that is what do you do with friends who you're growing apart from but you love Mm. so i think this is very normal it's, it's very normal to grow apart from your friends. How do you define growing apart? Well, so that's what we need to define because there's like the friend that you were in college with that is now in a different state and you don't talk to them as much anymore. Right. And that's okay. Yeah, or, or they had kids. Or there's the friend that has kids yeah. and they really need to hang out with people who have kids because having kids is fucking exhausting. Yep. Yeah. And they need the support. Or there's the friend that gets in the relationship and now he or she is kind of like enveloped in that relationship and you don't hear from them as much. So, you know, I think growing apart or maybe just the relationship, maybe we just call it the relationship dynamic changes. Okay. Is normal and it's okay. And if it doesn't work for you, then you can bring that to your friend. You can ask for what you need. Um, I have a a good girlfriend who has recently found a relationship. She is head over heels. I don't hear from her very much anymore. (laughs) And this is someone who I heard from a lot. Yeah. And, um, you know, right now I'm okay with it Mm -hmm. because I, I know she loves me. I know she's busy. I know she's, you know, head over heels for this guy. I want her to enjoy that moment. And, you know, we've texted a little bit, but I don't, I'm not in a place where I'm, I'm trying not to chase. So I don't feel like I need to exert extra energy. Mm -hmm. And, um, down the road, if I completely stop hearing from her, then that's going to have to be a conversation. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but I don't know. What do you think about all that? No, I think that's, you know, so like, uh, it sounds like sort of strategy one is like understand that this is going to happen. And don't take it personally, but you know, well, but you also said like another thing that's important is like, so speak up for what you need. Yep. Right. Because you can either do nothing and grow resentful. You can speak up for what you need. You can just end the friendship, just bail out. Yeah. Another thing I would say is like, so if you're noticing you're not getting back what you used to get back, then you might, you could speak up and have a conversation about it, or you could just adjust how much you're investing. Absolutely. Just like scale it back, right? Yeah, which is kind of what I have done in that situation. Yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and this is a great reason actually to like make sure you continue to nurture like multiple relationships. Yes, totally. That's something that I always sucked at and I'm still not great at, but like COVID helped me get better with mm-hmm. that. Like I just call people more often. Mm-hmm. You know, that like, you know, friends that I would like talk to once every six months. Now it's like once a month. Mm-hmm. And like, how are you? Do- and so like now if, you know, like I have a friend that I normally count on for like advice or just to talk through tough things. And if something shifts there, I have other places to go with that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, I think also on the, on your part, I will say a little caveat Something that I have really tried hard to do and that will continue to try hard to do is when I do get into a relationship moving forward, I want to make sure that I don't lose my friends. Yeah. Because it's it's very hard not to do. It's very yes. hard to find the time to make sure you go on a night out with your friend instead of your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Yes. And um, so I will say that, you know, that... It's you don't want to get out of a relationship if that relationship ends and not have any friends left. Absolutely. And that's why part of my thing with friends is right, like having like little routines. Yes. Because even if I start dating someone, I'm like, oh, I still am gonna see you for a bachelorette night every week. Mm-hmm. Or I'm gonna do my, you know, like runs with my one friend and I'm gonna see my other friend at yoga and yeah. whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. And I I love this one. I saw this online. It's like um it's, it was like a meme. It was like, I I was feeling anxiety about not reaching out to all my friends and family. And then I realized the phone works both ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, it's okay that you don't have the time or energy to talk to all of your friends all the time, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and if you reach out to them and they don't reach out to you, then that's something you need to think about. If you don't reach out to them and they don't reach out to you, that's okay. Yeah. So... Boom. Yeah, there's our take on it. Yeah. Let uh, let us know what we missed or, you know, if you all have other sage advice on friendships to share. Yeah. Tell us, us what up. tell us what you think of Jared and I working on our <laughs> We should have a spin-off podcast that it's you and I working out our issues in live time <laughs> while while we're recording. All right, you guys. Well, thank you for your questions. That was so much fun. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at hello and goodbye podcast at underscore Leanna Joan at the real Jared Rodriguez. All of our sponsors, our YouTube, our Patreon, it's all on our website, www.helloandgoodbyepodcast.com. Subscribe, rate, and review. Share with a friend. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.